HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello and welcome back. It's Sunday at Charleston Wine and Food Festival. I'm Kat Johnson with Heritage Radio Network. And if you can't tell, last night was when the party happened. (laughs) We're all going to be a little bit, yeah, our voices are going to be a little bit uh, weaker than before. But we're so excited to be here. It's Sunday. We have five more hours of live radio for you. I'm going to give you a quick preview of what's coming up today. Um, we're kicking things off here at the Springer, Mount, uh, Springer Mountain Farms Campfire. At 12.15, we have our third uh, live Grape Nation with Sam Ben Ruby. Um, at 1 p.m., we're going to talk to Steve Palmer and Jacob Hutter um, from the Indigo Road Restaurant Group. At 1.45, uh, we're back over here at the Springer Mountain Farms Campfire. So come listen to us chat and get some food while you're at it. At 2 p.m., we have a special... Uh, podcast takeover with F&B Radio that are based here in Charleston. And then at 2.45, we're going to be talking to Nat Bradford, Brian Ward, and Forrest Parker about the African runner peanut, which they are working to bring back from the brink of extinction. And then at 4 p.m., we're ending our trip here in Charleston with a very exciting episode of HRN Happy Hour, which is a weekly show hosted by myself and Katie Mosman-Wadler. And our guests for that show will be Robert Stelling of Hominy Grill and the executive director of Charleston Wine and Food, Jillian Zettler. And we're so excited to wrap up the, um, the festival with um, Sunday's programming, and I hope that you stay tuned all afternoon. If you are at the festival, you can tune in live at heritageradionetwork.org slash live. And lastly, I want to thank our sponsors, Big Green Eggs, Springer Mountain Farms, the um, Wisconsin Cheese, and the Julia Child Foundation for making all of this amazing, amazing um, programming possible at Charleston Wine and Food. So now I'm going to pass things off to Katie Mosman-Wadler, and she is going to tell us what is going on over here at the Sea Island Forge Grill. Well, thanks, Kat. I would say, uh, you know, our voices may be dampened, but our hearts and minds are strong, and we've been having a great weekend so far here at Charleston Wine and Food. And uh, now it's my great pleasure to introduce Blair Machado, executive chef of Pugin's Porch here in Charleston. Welcome, Blair. 
Well, thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on radio. So uh, we're here right now at the Springer Mountain Farms uh, Campfire Confessionals, and you've got some wings on the grill. Um, so I wanted to have a chat with you and uh, talk a little bit about your culinary background and talk about what we're going to be eating here over the campfire. Um, but just starting off, you are um, in a new gig now at Pugin's, and uh, I was hoping you could give us sort of a, a brief bio about you and uh, your culinary background and, and uh, how you wound up at Pugin's Porch. So I've been at Pugin's now since uh, early January. So it's been about five weeks now. Uh, so it's been a really nice transition. Uh, before Pugin's, I was at uh, Indaco. I was a chef de cuisine there for a year. Uh, so going from, um, you know, kind of modern Italian to classic Southern mm-hmm. has been a really, really fun transition. Um, and also at Pugin's, we're a 40-year-old restaurant. So, you know, it's a really awesome place to step into. And, um, you know, it's just really nice to have a great reputation to really try to uphold at this point. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and you have a really strong butchery background. Can you talk about how you became a butcher? I actually moved to Charleston uh, to learn how to butcher. Uh, the guy that I worked for at the time was Jeff Ryan. He was a AM butcher at FIG. And so he took me under his wing, and I worked directly with him and Chef Jason Stanhope for about two years. And we were bringing in uh, every single whole animal in the restaurant that we could. And so that was where I really developed my understanding and and love for the whole animal, uh, which is what I've done at Pugin's for the last five weeks, is actually standardized a whole butcher uh, program for the company. So... And kind of for the for the layperson, what does that mean, and what does uh, what are some of the changes that you're making at Pugins that are kind of unique to your butchery background and the whole animal approach? Well, the first thing I did was I worked exclusively with Keegan Fillion Farms from uh, Walterboro. Um, so I brought the first thing I did was I brought in a whole hog, and we de- de- developed the entire pork uh, menu around that hog. So we have a rotating uh, menu based off of it. We take the ham from the back leg and pound out some beautiful steaks that we do a country fried steak with. And then we take the loins out of the middle and do a beautiful grilled pork chop on it. So we actually take down the entire animal for the entrees, and then we use the uh, scraps for sausages and stuff like that on the brunch menu. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, getting into the bone broth trend at all, too? Uh, always, yeah. yeah. We, uh, we roast the bones off, and we use that for all of our gravies and our soups and stuff like that. So uh-huh. it's a full use, and even down to the skin. So. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, you know, being new to Pugins, and uh, you worked at a lot of different restaurants, how long does it take you at a new restaurant to feel that you're kind of in the groove and settled in uh, and that things are kind of at pace? Uh, It might be a very loaded question, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I feel like I'm starting to understand more of what the expectations of a large restaurant like that is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, yesterday we did 980 covers between brunch and dinner. Wow. So it's one of those things, you know, it's a... 70-year-old building and it wasn't designed to be a restaurant and mm-hmm. that's one of the you know daily challenges that we you know as a team really come together and rise above and so I feel like I'm starting to hit my stride um, cool. but yeah well from what I've heard it's going super well so far um, and uh, for people who are maybe new to the Charleston area who haven't been able to eat at Pugins yet uh, tell us about the kind of ethos behind the menu there 
Well, we, you know, really just try to respect the classics as much as we can. Uh, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. And so, you know, we're really known for our shrimp and grits and we make our biscuits daily. Um, every single person that walks in gets a biscuit. So when we do our 980 people, that's one person upstairs basically making biscuits all that's day. That's one person making all the biscuits. Yes, ma'am. That's um, incredible. Uh, we have about four or five different people trained on the biscuit making. Mm -hmm. um, anyone can jump in at any time, but on the weekends we do have one biscuit person. They have their own room and you know they make biscuits all day that's so. incredible yeah <laughs> um so tell us about what's on the grill here today we've got some chicken so today we have some uh, really really nice uh, chicken wings from springer mountain uh we did a 24-hour dry cure on them so we took some local um dry spices and some coffee actually and let it sit in the uh, spice for about 12 to 24 hours and then we, um, Pugin's Porch also has a sister restaurant called Pugin's Smokehouse. So I was able to go to the smokehouse and use the smoker there. Uh, we smoked them for about six hours. And now what we're doing is we're finishing them on the grill, getting them nice and crispy. And we're actually doing a shorgum uh, mustard glaze over the top. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, t talk about this grill for a minute. This is a pretty unique sort of... Uh, open fire grill that um, I hadn't seen before this weekend. Yeah, I've actually, I've seen a lot of different variations of it. Uh, Kudu Grill does something very similar, Cowboy Cauldron, but this to me is probably one of the coolest tools I've ever cooked on. Um, there's the, the adversity of what you can do with it. I mean, you can interchange all the different parts of it. You know, it really is designed to work with a chef and I, I just couldn't be more impressed with this, uh, this work piece. Awesome. It's so beautiful out here to be kind of standing around the campfire being warmed. It's a, a cooler day in Charleston. Yeah, when I saw the temperature uh, <laughs> was going to be at 40 this morning, I couldn't think of a better day to be, you know, next to the campfire. Absolutely. So. Yeah, this looks great. Um, and uh, how many folks from your team are here with us? I have one of my sous chefs from the uh, smokehouse, and I actually am a lucky enough guy to have a, the partner from the company helping me out today, uh, Chef Daniel Doyle. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. Cool. And uh, how long are you out here doing this demo? Uh, we'll be here till about one fifteen. Okay, or or until sold out. So uh, yeah, until so sold get out. Here so quick we have six hundred wings. wings. We're going to eighty six right. them as quickly as possible. So come on down and get some chicken. <laughs> awesome. Well, you're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We are broadcasting live from the Charleston Wine and Food Festival in Charleston, South Carolina, hometown of Chef Blair Machado, Pugin's Porch, who's been kind enough to chat with me here over the campfire this morning. So. Um, um, Blair, I just want to say a big thank you. I know it's been a huge weekend for you, so really appreciate you taking the time with me this morning and uh, can't wait to try these wings. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, thanks, and uh, we're going to be right back after a short break with a special episode of The Grape Nation, which is one of our weekly shows on Heritage Radio Network. We are a member-supported nonprofit radio station broadcasting out of Bushwick, Brooklyn, and uh, we're so happy to be here this weekend at the Charleston Wine and Food Festival. So thanks for tuning in. Once again, if you are off-site, you can check us out throughout the duration of the Culinary Village. We are broadcasting from heritageradionetwork.org slash live. We'll be back. See you soon. Thanks.